Hello and welcome to All Villa No Villa, a podcast all about Aston Villa, the world's greatest football team. And on the day, former Liverpool men Stephen Gerrard and Brendan Rodgers were reunited. It was the Aston Villa manager who came out on top with a 2-1 win. We'll get to that in a moment, while later things get a little bit hot and heavy as Frankie asks me a spicy question. But before Frankie poses me that smoking hot question, it's time I check up on him. Frankie, how are you? I'm all good. I'm just coming back from playing football myself, actually, with the Aston Villa London Lions. The London oh, Lions. Yeah, they're very uh, nice. How, how did it go? Well, I, you know, I see we get a lot of downloads in London, actually. Hopefully it's not me downloading all the are my own episodes, but uh, <laughs> it, hopefully it is actually people listening. Now, um, we get a lot of downloads down here. So uh, if you're not involved uh, with any kind of London Villa-based fan group, then just Look it up online. Um, London Lions, really great group of guys. And uh, yeah, we won 4 0 tonight. Big win. So, coming off the back of watching Aston Villa, we beat Leicester at the weekend and then we followed it up because you know what? We, we emulated Stephen Gerrard's tactics. We played compact, uh, we hit them on the break. <laughs> Some lovely finishes. I've got, I've got to give a shout out to Johnny. Lovely finish from him. Adam, lovely finish as well there. And then I might have scored one myself, as did Tom. So, you know, loving it. Were you playing the marvelous Nakamba role? Uh, I don't think I've got the uh, the uh, fighting ability or the strength for that. I'm more of a kind of like how would I describe? I don't want to describe myself as a player. I I, I really I sort of drifting along yeah, yeah, the wing, do maybe do you, drifting do you still- along the wings. I like to play it on the ground, that kind of thing. Um, although I did hit a shot today that went right into Rose Ed, genuinely right as as far as Rose Ed further. Do you see yourself as a uh, as an old Jacob Ramsey? <laughs> yeah not far off actually yeah yeah it was good fun and then uh, I had a goal disallowed as well my second goal he said the referee claimed I was in the area complete nonsense the other team were like nah mate it was it, was, it should have stood and you know I pallied a can he owed him pushed him over there's probably going to press charges later but no don't, don't put don't push referees over and all that but it was, nah. it, it, it wasn't the same side that um that uh that chopped you down a few weeks ago was it oh no no it wasn't um I'm still recovering from that injury I uh yeah, I'm not happy about that. I will. I'll have my vengeance on that team. It's it's good fun, and uh, you know they we play football matches and uh, get together, watch games, go up to the games together, all that kind of stuff. So London Lions, get involved if you're based in London. Lovely stuff, Frankie. Well, it was four nil to the London Lions, two one Villa against Leicester uh, yesterday, wasn't it? Um, Steven Gerrard's third win in four. We're on a roll. The Stevie G Revolution. It's. Uh, it's ongoing, isn't it? Motoring forward. <laughs> are we going to win the title, Frankie? I think we are. It's going to be great, isn't it? Cost Liverpool the title. Those dreams they have, <laughs> the dreams they have of lifting the Premier League trophy in uh, in front of a full packed out cop. Because that's, it didn't happen, did it? When they won the title, it was the pandemic season. So it was. No it was, didn't, happen. didn't happen. Um, so uh, they're, they're probably desperate to win it from a full stadium. But I think, I think Sir Stephen... I'm calling in Sir Stephen now. He's qualified to that for me. I mean, look, I don't know about you, George, but it felt to me like quite similar to the Man City game. Mm. Yeah, it did. Yeah, 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 it did. You know, first half, kind of sloppy from Villa. Didn't really get going. The difference was that Man City punished us for a slow start. Leicester City didn't. I mean, they kind of did, I guess. Harvey Barnes, who is a wonderful player, by the way. Harvey Barnes is such a player. Yeah, I, I think he goes to a really top club. Um, God, I hate saying that. Top club. Leicester are a top club. Um, but I mean, I, you know, play Champions League, that kind of stuff. But uh, they, they should have punished us more, I think, really. James Madison had a couple of chances. But, so Rodo luck a bit, but then 
I think the uh, the Jacob Ramsey uh, goal that should have stood. I think I don't I don't really see how Schmeichel's in control of that ball. The rules as well seem to suggest he wasn't because um, it deflected out. Uh, but it seemed to fire us up, which is you know it's a good sign that uh, we react well to adversity um, under Gerard. So that goal didn't go for us. We didn't the heads didn't drop. Came out and avenged it. And as well, you know, we go behind. Uh, that's twice now we haven't you know, let the game get away from us. We've come back on one occasion, couldn't quite get the draw against City, came back and beat Leicester. Um, so first half, uh, not great, but second half, again, like City, really, really impressive. Um, the midfield, uh, really compact. It's really helping Marvellous Nakamba. He's like mm. a player reborn. I thought John McGinn was absolutely sensational. In fact, he was our one really excellent player in the first half as well, I thought. Everything he did, every time he got the ball in an awkward uh, situation, anytime he um, looked for a pass, uh, he went for a tackle, it always seemed to come right for him. I thought he was absolutely brilliant the other day. Yeah. Um, and then Douglas Louise, I thought, wasn't quite as good as he was against City. Wasn't quite at it. But um, overall, second half, really impressive. Now, the trick is, can we do this over 90 minutes? Because at some point, you know, on another day, Leicester would have punished us and the game could have got away from us. The irony is that in the second half, it could easily have been 4-1 to the Villa. Um, yes. what, what did you think? Yeah, I I, uh, I I certainly think that we we missed a number of chances to, to make it make it more secure, not least um, Ramsey uh, in the second half when he skied it over the bar. If he just was slightly more composed, um, you know, that's 3-1 and that's uh, that's game over, isn't it? Um, so, uh, so, yeah, that, that was that was unfortunate. But I think I think. I know Ramsey was the talking point in regards to his um, disallowed goal, but his overall play was 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 brilliant. And I know we've said this on a few shows already, but game on game, he is just getting better and better. Um, mm. He sort of came into the side off the back of Buendia's, Buendia's, uh, Bailey's injury. Um, obviously, Ashley Young coming in instead of Target. I thought Young had a really good game, um, a left back. Um, you know... Gerard mixing it up. I know forced forced into it by injury, but the right personnel coming in. Um, I, I thought, um, and yeah, Ramsey did have a very very good game. Marvelous Nakamba, biggest comeback since Matthew McConaughey's acting career. Um, just <laughs> absolutely, it just he's he's so integral to our team now. And I have to say as well, you know, I've criticised him for his passing sometimes. I think has gone gone awry, but I thought against Leicester, it was it was much sharper. You know, again, nothing fancy, just playing it off to the closest closest man, um, keeping it simple because that's that's his job. Um, and he did that expertly. Um, yeah, I think I think first half we struggled to to control the more creative um uh, players in Leicester's team. I thought Madison looked really dangerous. Yeah, I thought we kept I thought we kept um Dakar pretty quiet. Um I don't think he had the best of games and um uh, eventually Vardy was 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 brought on uh, in the second half. Um I thought Barnes as well played really really well in the first half. I think they were they were kind of exploiting our a lot of the, a lot of the, the ball was coming down the left, which is where I think he was he was um, quite influential. Um so yeah, we 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 had to we had to turn it around in the second half again, which was similar to to Man City and and I think Gerard made made the comments uh, post match that he was although obviously happy with the result, he was a frustrated and and you know the he, i think he said there's there's a lot of work still to be done there um, is, which yeah. I, I, th I thought was actually quite a refreshing thing for a manager to say after a win mm. um no, normally normally they sort of gloss over any of the problems in a in a game and they just yeah. come out by saying you know 
we deserve the three points and it's fantastic and we look ahead to the moaning about the referees and stuff yeah 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 Yeah, all that stuff whereas he was like you know i've still got a lot of work to do with this squad you know it's not it's not over yes we've had a good start to my managerial tenure at villa but there's still tons of work to do which uh which is right um so it's 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 good that he said that i thought do you know another similarity to the City game was first half against City, Raheem Sterling seemed somewhat unplayable and it was a tough time for Matty Cash. Mm. Uh, and it was similar against Leicester. Um, Harvey Barnes' first half looked really sharp and it was tough for Cash. But then second half against City and against Leicester, Cash really rose to it second half and really sort of looked very comfortable against both Sterling and Barnes in the in second half. And what I like to see is that you can see there's a process going on here uh, it feels to me like Villa are very compact now in the middle. So suddenly it doesn't look like we're getting overrun in the centre as much as we used to. Mm. Um, but obviously that now means that like City and Leicester targeted our wings, which is where there's a little bit more room. Now, second half against Leicester, when we took the lead, it felt to me like Jacob Ramsey, who'd played further forward, dropped further back. And at time, it looked like two banks of four. And what I really, really loved about it was that Leicester, at no point to me, ever really looked like creating anything. Yeah, James Madison, who just, just in second half, as we said on the previous podcast, it was a big day for Marvellous Nakamba to keep him quiet, very informed player. And all I can recall from the second half of Madison is two things. One, a really good shot that went just yes. wide in fairness. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. secondly, his frustration at kicking Carnish or Kameka, who just like mm. laid the smack down on him by going past yeah. him. Um, uh, so, I, you know, it's good to see that Villa can mix up the formations mid-game and can change to a formation where it's it's really hard for teams to break through. Um, we just I just don't think Leicester ever looked like scoring. It was really comfortable um, the last 10 minutes, which is not what I've been used to with Villa. I've been constantly thinking like, oh, we're going to concede late, which is what has been our recent history. Um, mm. And as well, we've got to say, how, how have we got this goalkeeper who is so utterly, utterly top three in the world I, don't, I I wouldn't have another keeper over him honestly that save from Harvey Barnes second half which is pretty much the only chance I can really think like kind of clear chance that Leicester had mm. what a save that was there's, yeah. there's other other goalkeepers aren't, aren't getting to that Enkelman's not getting to that <laughs> Stefan Postmar's not getting to that no I I, I yeah I, I think when I saw that obviously looping under the bar I was just convinced, yeah, that's 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 him. Um, but yeah, he just sort of last minute outstretched fingertips and and just and just had enough strength to push it over the top. I mean, it's it, it was a stunning save. It really it really was, and that's just you know what he's capable of. I think, you know, I, d- I don't think he's been. Um, you know, last season he got he got so many plaudits. He made the move. He'd come to Villa. He kept so many clean sheets, um, and uh, and you know rightfully so. He was called into the Argentina national squad. Won the Copa America unbelievable first season at Villa. This season was always going to be tricky to kind of maintain those high standards. And and I, I think there's been a couple of goals already that he might have been at fault with, or at least would have felt he, he he would have done better with. Hasn't hit those heights, I don't think. That is just a, a real glimpse of what he is capable of and and what makes him such a good keeper. And uh, yeah, we're, we're, you know, keep saying we're, we're lucky to have him, but we are. We are very lucky to have Martinez as as um, Villa's keeper and he did an interview I think recently on the official uh, website um, saying how happy he is at Villa and mm. how things are really working out for him here which is which is great to see and I really hope that he kind of commits to the club for the for the long term because as I say we're, we're, we're sort of blessed to have him at the club for sure. And someone else has got to give a shout out to you know Ezri Konza of course getting the two goals. Um, Buendia I thought um, 
I thought our first half display reflected Buendia's performance in a funny way because there were moments where Buendia looked really good and kept the ball in really tight situations. And then other moments where he was kind of a bit sloppy. As I say, I still think he's getting up to speed with the Villa um, and at some point relatively soon will be a really integral player for us. Um, but Esri Konza, uh, the rock, laying the smack down. Esri the rock Konza, I call him. He can't get past him. Two great goals, but, you know, after the game, in his post-match comments, he said um, he praised Austin McPhee, which was interesting because, you know, I think this season, I think early on, it looked somewhat clear that Villa had a um, tried to be more creative with set pieces compared yeah. to last season when it felt like every set piece, nothing was going to happen. Um, we scored two against Leicester. The set pieces are Leicester's big weakness at the moment. They just cannot mm. seem to defend them. Big shout out to um, Esri Conta getting the goals and to Austin McPhee for um, drilling the team and uh, working on the chances to to, to score. Uh, so a lot to be excited about with Villa at the moment. Um, yes, and that's a, yeah. that's a big win. A bit, that's a bit. It's a big win. Leicester's a team. A good. T- I know they're not in the best form, but it's a good sign we're beating Leicester. I think and could have been quite comfortable as well. Yeah, uh, they're certainly a team that we need to look at and try and emulate in terms of what they've achieved over the last few years. Um, and uh, yeah, you've got to, you've got to look at them. I think at the moment they're the they're they're the team that are kind of the benchmark. I mean, yes, ultimately in 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 a in a in dream scenario we'll be targeting top four and the elite level clubs in this country. But but for now, I think if we can if we can yeah get the better of teams like Leicester, then uh, we're on to a we're on to a good thing. And and just on concert as well. Obviously, Gareth Southgate was in the stands yeah. um, at Villa Park. So, oh, yeah. I mean, surely, I mean, he can do no more than um, restrict <laughs> Leicester to one goal and score twice yeah. uh, to try and earn a call up to the England side. I mean, it's it, it, yeah, he really, he's got to be <laughs> pounding, pounding on that international door now, surely. Ezra's got it. Yeah, I've been saying for a while, if Ben Godfrey and Ben White are getting called up, I'm sorry, Ezra Conser's a better player. I, I absolutely yeah. believe Ezra Conser could play to whatever level he wants. Uh, an absolutely brilliant defender, reads the ball re- amazingly well. He's not very loud, although he does shout on the pitch if you watch him, but he, d- he doesn't sort of stick out in the way like, you know, Tyrone Mings is physically bigger, slightly mm. bigger profile. So mm. um, maybe he sticks out a little bit more, but Conza's just such a classy defender. Um, and as well, I think, you know, Gareth Southgate, he probably, I'd say Harvey Barnes might have caught his eye the other, the other day. And But something we I, that does sort of slightly concern me, I think, and something that I, I'm sure the coaches will be working on, is that the goal we conceded against Leicester was somewhat similar to the goal we conceded against City when Bernardo Silva scored that absolute mm. wonder goal um, in the sense that we lost the ball quite high up in transition, kind of sloppily, and yeah. then we were hit on the break. It was, um, I, I would say, it was slightly unfortunate because it was. I think it was Cash and Nakamba went for the same ball, uh, right. and it sort of seemed to sort of bobble between their legs and 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 sort of make it through to to Barnes in the end. I mean, mm. you know, it's just one of those things. I think that probably was maybe a lack of communication between the two in terms of who was going to commit. But um, yeah. but, but yes, you, you're right. It was similar in so far as uh, yeah, we, we lost it pretty sloppily further up the pitch, and that meant we struggled then to um, to get back into our shape. Yeah. And that that was probably what cost us. And I think that's something that I'll be interested to see uh, the coaching staff work on and just seeing how we've played in the last few games, seeing slightly different formations emerging over the game, seeing players filling slightly different roles. I'm confident that that's something that they can 
look at and fix. And uh, I tell you what, it's exciting times ahead. Your first question was, can we win the title? I'm telling you, mate, we are going to go on a 15-game winning streak now. <laughs> well, I tell you, I tell you what, I tell you what I, I, I'm always quite keen whenever we um, whenever we play um, an opponent to go on their club's Twitter page yeah. and kind of see the kind of general reaction to it, particularly after we've beaten them, because I'm always quite keen just to kind of like see see what how you know the, the salty Leicester fans replying to their own official uh, Twitter pages. But what they were saying was a lot of them were saying actually that that the Villa team now under Steve Gerrard reminds them of the team that won um, the Premier League. Now, I'm you not... See, there's I'm not, the evidence. I'm, I'm there's saying, the evidence. I'm not saying we're there. I'm not saying <laughs> we're there. This is, But these are Leicester fans talking and they, yeah. know, they, know, they know what it's like to win the title. So, yeah. you know, these are experienced fans. A bit They've on seen it, it before. So it's looking good. I think realistically, if we were honest, I think um, it was nice to see us back in the top half of the Premier League. It's been yeah. A, and feels like it's been a long time since we saw That's us big. up yeah. there. And... Uh, Gives me hope that, you know, if we can maintain the form, I still think there's going to be some bad days ahead, um, you know, in a few games. But if we can maintain the kind of form we're showing at the moment and keep improving, uh, you never know. Eighth could be seventh, eighth, maybe even sixth. It's not impossible. Dare to dream. (laughs) Dream the impossible (laughs) dream. The race for eighth place. The Europa (laughs) Conference League. Here we come. All Villa, no filler. On Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Welcome back, everybody. Now it is time for this. I'm throwing some new flavours into the show to turn the heat up to scorching hot in this The Spicy question it's here where we cover the controversial topics and get the creative juices flowing today george i'm asking you when steven gerrard took over as manager he kept tyron mings as captain but he sounded slightly non-committal about that it was as though mings he had to prove himself do you think mings has proven himself and should remain as our captain that is a good question frankie i wonder who came up with that one um (laughs) um well i would say that under gerard mings in terms of his performances which obviously you know that's 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 where you're gonna gonna sort of base your decision on whether he should remain captain his performances have been very steady which which for Tara Mings is a good thing because um, you know in in games at the start of the season and into last season I thought there were there were there were some very sort of quite dodgy moments which really seemed to uh, bring out the um, the ire in Villa fans online. I think he was he was he was a little bit of a scapegoat. I thought um, unfortunately, but they were quite pronounced mistakes, and people were talking about the fact he'd been called up into the England squad and whether he even deserved that. I thought he had a great Euros in the games that he played. Granted, he didn't, he didn't play every game, but in the games he did, I, I thought he did, a, did a really, really good job at that at that level. And um, and unfortunately, in the games under Smith, um, the last five games anyway, which obviously led to his dismissal, he was again just a bit out of sorts. Didn't really look the part. Gerard coming in seems to have really galvanised him, um, and and he's and he's put in some really really solid performances that being said I don't think he's been our um, standout player under Gerard by any stretch I think he's just been a solid sort of seven out of ten um, 
or eight out of ten every seven, every game. Yeah, I'll go up which, to eight. Go up to eight. Yeah, which which obviously you know I'm not complaining. Four win, three wins in four games, and and he's been a big part of that. Hmm. But the person that's really stood out for me in terms of how he's come in and how much Gerard seems to sort of rely on that experience, and he obviously knows him from from playing with him at England is Ashley Young. He's obviously a player who was with us for many years in the early noughties, left under under quite a bit of a cloud, uh, as a lot of players sort of tended to to do, and went off to forge a career at United and then into Milan, winning, you know, numerous titles. And he's come back, and I think it was the game earlier this season where he won officially his 200th game for Aston Villa, if you take into account the games he played um, Mm -hmm. a few years ago. Oh, yeah. So... He's he's come in and I think he's been a really influential part of the team. Now, I'm not necessarily saying that he should be named captain, but I would certainly have him as a consideration, uh, whereas perhaps I guess a lot of people might not even think about it. Uh, but I, but I, I think he, he is really important to Steven Gerrard. I always find that at the end of the game, you know, the camera will pan over and there's Gerrard talking to Young and they have sort of quite extended conversations about obviously what's happened on the pitch. I think I think he does rely on him. He's obviously the most experienced player that we have. He's been there and done that. And I mm-hmm. think if we want to, if you want to achieve the level of success that Young has achieved on a, on a on his sort of personal level, then why not consider Young for kind of a long term captaincy or at least captain oh, yeah. for the rest of this season? That's that's it's, that's my opinion. That's my opinion. Um, Frankie, do you have any uh, any thoughts on that? I personally would go with Morgan Sanson. Uh, why not (laughs) can you imagine just out of left field just made him captain to be fair I I think was he captain at Marseille I think he was certainly one of their leading players yeah he he was he was definitely influential I don't know if he was captain though I think one of the the good signs about Villa and what I like about our squad is that there's a whole ream of people who I think have a sort of captain's personality Hmm. there's a lot of leaders down the spine of that team which I really like um you compare it to seasons past where um there's not necessarily been a great character within the team um you look at you know the relegation season and consider the disgrace really that the captain of that time what he got up to um, yeah. sort of sums up the club at that point as well it's a reflection of where we were you look at us now and uh, i look around and i think you know obviously mings is captain but then you've got emmy martinez could do it I think um, Ashley Young, as you say, could fill that role. Ollie Watkins, I think, uh, could even do it if you wanted. And John McGinn. I mean, John McGinn mm. just screams. Like, the other day, his performance against Leicester, which was just, as I said earlier, phenomenal. Um, it just looked like a man who could lead you. You know, he'd be in Game of Thrones and he'd walk you past the northern wall, past the wall, and he'd march into the the deepest, darkest white walkers and defeat them. So that was, um, if, if you've never watched Game of Thrones, then uh, that's that's what that is. You don't, need, you don't need to. Either. Frankie's just, just done it all for you there. Yeah, if they're there, you know, it's over. All spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's just, it just um, there's just a few characters there that they try not to let standards slip and they care. That You know, even when we lost at Southampton and the look of absolute devastation on their faces and like Matt Target, for instance. And the sense I got was, you know, I never felt like they stopped playing for Dean Smith. I felt like they really tried for Dean Smith. Mm. It just, it just, we just fell into a bad spell of games and just went against we sort of ran out a bit. Of ideas a little bit. 
Yeah, and you could see the devastation that they cared, like they knew it possibly meant that Dean Smith was going to go. And Smith was a popular manager with them. When you could just see that from the goodbye messages the players wrote for him. Um, so these are good characters. There's a lot of people I think could be captain, but I think for me, I think Tyro Mings is just he's a leader on the pitch and off the pitch. He's just got that kind of inspirational political side to him as well, which is uh it's a great thing to have at Villa, personally speaking, I think. He's a great representative for the club, um, does great charity work as well, which all factors into it. And he's, you know, ultimately a leader on the pitch. And whose voice do you hear? Um, you always hear it, don't you? That like, oh, sort of like hacksaw Jing <laughs> Duggan from the wrestling. Yeah, yeah just, uh, you hear him marshalling the defence. So, uh, no, I, I think Mings is the man for me. Yeah, I, I mean, it's a good, it's a good point that you make. The fact that we do we are lucky now that we have a team that are full of potential captains because in years gone by, particularly the season where we went down, that was that was the big thing, wasn't it? That we we had no leaders, oh, <laughs> there yeah, was no one yeah, on the pitch exactly. who yeah. who was who was able to sort of like uh, you know grab grab underperforming players by the scruff of the neck yeah. and sort of get them get them going, get them motivated. It just wasn't happening. Whereas. You know, yeah, up, you know, from from back to front, we've got we've got um, big characters, and and that does all go well. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, come back to me when Mings wins, wins the Scudetto, um, <laughs> <laughs> but like uh, like like Mister Young. But um, no, I I think I think yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't I wouldn't at all be aggrieved to see Mings uh, hang on to the captaincy for for many more seasons to come. That was the spicy question, and both me and George are very happy to see Tyro Mings as captain of Aston Villa. If you have an opinion on who should be captain of Aston Villa, should Mings retain the captaincy, or maybe, who knows, somebody like John McGinn take over, you can let us know by emailing allvillanofilla at gmail.com or get in touch through Twitter, Facebook or Instagram. Okay, let's look ahead to Villa's next game, which is on Saturday against Liverpool. We don't need to say this, but we are Stevie G, the reunion. There it is. <laughs> uh, they are an unbelievably fearsome team right now, aren't they, Frankie? They are. Uh, the last two home games beat Southampton 4 0, beat Arsenal 4 uh, 0. Went away to Wolves. That was a huge win, that last minute, Divock Origi. Yeah, it really was. Really huge. That's the sort of momentum propelling win isn't it um winning the merseyside derby 4-1 beat porto 2-0 recently they've got ac milan on tuesday in the champions league uh so you never know like there's a lot of games in a row it's not always going to go their way um but that wolves game to me felt like a moment where you're like yeah that's the sort of win that gets you a premier league title isn't it um really hard to beat side away from home and you get that late winner you never stop I mean, look, do they have the best player in the world at the moment in Mo Salah? I think so. I think he is the best player in the world. Not according to FIFA. Not according to FIFA, but I, I think he's the most informed player in the world at the moment. Yeah. Uh, it's Mane. And then Firmino looks like he's injured. So Diogo Jota missed a big chance against Wolves. So hopefully that could play into his confidence for us. But, you know, I look at Liverpool and I think I wouldn't be surprised if... Liverpool can be hurt in the same way we can be hurt. So they've got their fullbacks, uh, Andy Robertson and Trent Alexander-Arnold. And, you know, they like to push forward, uh, leaves gaps behind. Now, 
not many teams have scored against them this season. They have a formidable defense. Uh, but you know, that's probably one way to do it. Uh, is if those two, if they're both caught forward, uh, or one of them's caught forward, you win the ball in transition, get forward quickly. Um, we've shown ourselves to be a team that can counter. I think it's a shame we don't have Leon Bailey with his pace. I think that'll be a really mm. useful thing to have. Um, but I still think you know, we've got the players that can hurt them on the break. Interested to see how um, Sir Stephen lines up. Um, I, you know. I wonder if he'll go with the second half that we did. The, the, the formation we seem to have in the second half against Leicester, is it kind of a tight 4-4-2 four, four, kind of mm. hybrid? Um, doesn't give them a lot of room to play around in. They have some you know, fantastic ball-retaining midfielders in Thiago Alcantara, who's really gained form as well. Yeah, um, Possible navigators back as well. So, you know, the form they're in, um, they're a hard team to hurt at the moment. They're not really conceding goals. Scoring a lot uh, is formidable. But, you know, Steven Gerrard going back, it is an added layer. It is a little, you know, and he'll have the, he'll have this team, the Villa team, right up for it mm-hmm. and remind them of the second half against City. And we can yeah. say, we can take it. If we can take it to City, we can take it to any team. And last year, you know, we got a lucky late winner for them, uh, 2-1. But the 7-2 is still quite fresh in their memory. You know, it's not that long ago. So... Tough day, and I think they are going to probably just about do it. Uh, but I don't think we'll disgrace ourselves at all, and I think we'll give a good account of ourselves. If I had to guess a score, I'd probably go two-one Liverpool. But you know, we'll see. You never know. I'll, I'll back the Villa to give them a real tough day out. Yeah, I, I, I think, I think they will as well. Um, I, uh, you, you know, as you mentioned, in terms of formations. Um, uh, Steven Gerrard has set up Villa very much like Klopp set out Liverpool, as you say. Yeah, it's not they, dissimilar they're, they're, they're at all. Yeah. It's not dissimilar. Uh, you know, their width comes from their fullbacks, which is why I think we've been so strongly linked with um, fullbacks in in the January transfer window. Um, because I think Gerrard sees that as a really, really integral part of how he how he sets his teams out, how he plays, how he wants to get kind of his teams up the pitch and and mm. um, and uh, and play. So um, as, as much as I, I mean, I, I think I think Cash in particular is is someone that can really adapt to that um, uh, system. Yeah, I like uh, Cash tar- target yeah. maybe less so perhaps. Um, so so maybe that's that's an area of the field that we might want to strengthen in January. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been linked with Berisic, I think we mentioned before. So we'll see how that pans out in January. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean Liverpool are in absolutely formidable form, as we say, and and they, they you know they're, they're they're back to they're back to the level they were in the in the title winning season that wasn't. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, didn't happen. No fans didn't happen. Um, so uh, so I mean they're going to be a, a serious force um, for any team in the world. Uh, so it's going to be problematic. But what I didn't what I meant to say actually in, at the top of the program is um, is although he didn't score. I thought Holly Watkins is looking really sharp. Oh, he really is, dangerous. yeah. He's what a um, player. What a player. I love him. He's getting into some seriously good positions. He's he's his sort of synergy with um with the players around him is, is getting better. Um understand he's getting sh- just sharper, just fitter. He's now getting a run of the team. So um it's looking really good for as far as as far as he's he's concerned. Yeah, in terms of uh, in terms of a scoreline, I think it'll be a really good game. I don't think just have enough in the tank unfortunately but I, I think it'll be goals and I think we might just be edged out 3-2 but, Ooh, um, three two, but two I think, goals, I, think yeah. it, I think it will be an entertaining game for sure 
Ollie Watkins loves a goal against Liverpool. That's all I'm going to say. I think he gets one. And I think you're right. I think he's bit his his work rate, he's getting into positions to, for chances. Oh, he's just such a player. Um, I love I love the man. I love him. Um marry me, Ollie. <laughs> <laughs> Do uh, it. He scored once this evening. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I must also say that we've got Tom Burrows coming on the podcast from the Athletic to talk about the Liverpool game. He's a Liverpool fan, so he can give us a good inside um knowledge about how they're playing this season and how Villa might just be about to hurt them. So look up that episode later this week. Okay, thank you everybody for listening. I've been your host, George Zielinski. See you later, Frankie. Catch you in a bit, George. Up the villa. See you later. Up the villa. And it's goodbye from me. We'll be back to review that Liverpool game. But until then, come on, Super Aston Villa. Super Aston Villa.